Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From AccuWeather.com. This is Everything Under the Sun, our weekly podcast with stories about weather and climate. And we expand those stories to talk about how those kinds of subjects about the weather and climate affect your daily life. Over the last nine weeks, we've been talking about the fall season and how to get ready as winter approaches. And here in our final episode of The fall series, episode 10, we kind of come to the culmination of the autumnal wonder of fall and what better way to talk about the celebration, which we all have come to know and love of Thanksgiving, certainly tied into the American history part of our country and its founding and how folks came to uh, the shores of the uh, United States. And then the thankfulness for the bounty that the uh, country of the United States certainly produces. And we continue to be thankful even in these challenging COVID times. Now, Friends, as you get ready for your holiday season, we're all going to be celebrating much differently than we did in previous years past, some of us with uh, not very many people around us. But what we're going to do is try to concentrate on some things and talk about them that most of us think about when we talk about Thanksgiving. One is travel, and it's interesting to note how the travel has been here over the last several weeks, and we're going to do that with a a friend from the AAA folks who are always in the know about travel. So AAA will be with us here in our first Rays of Focus segment. And then sports is a huge part of Thanksgiving for everybody, especially after you consume massive amounts of turkey and kind of sit around and watch some great football. And Detroit, Michigan has known that situation for decades as they have been a place that has hosted a Thanksgiving pro football game for years. And we're going to talk to Tony Ortiz, my friend from WWJ, about what it's going to be like in Detroit without a real Detroit Lions game feel on Thanksgiving. And then, you know, for me, Thanksgiving is about the weather and family. And I've got a couple of folks. Well, I had planned for a couple of folks to be with us today, but maybe just one of our family members uh, who I've known for a long time, over 35 years. I've known Joan Lumberg, and he'll join me. Hopefully, Heather Zayer may as well when we talk about weather as we get you ready for this upcoming Thanksgiving weekend and the week beyond. Friends, it's time to talk about everything under the sun. In this Thanksgiving of 2020, like no Thanksgiving any of us have ever uh, encountered, we are certainly having struggles, I think, mentally trying to deal with the realities of what things that we normally expect this time of year to be part of our lives to not be around. There are three things, as I mentioned in the open. I think travel, sports, and family and weather things, those are all playing in at least the way I've celebrated Thanksgiving in the past. And certainly travel is certainly something we're always paying attention to. Our good friends at AAA have always been keeping track of travel, and they've always given us advisories on when the busiest travel days around the holidays as we go through Thanksgiving and then the winter holidays happen. But for uh, Andrew Gross, public relations manager, spokesperson from AAA, talked to me about here this week. It's been quite an interesting 
season and some interesting things we've been seeing over the last several weeks and we'll continue to see here over the next several weeks as we get ready to travel what we can do here around Thanksgiving and possibly for the Christmas and New Year's holidays as well. So, Andy, obviously a an amazing situation that we've never seen before with the travel so different uh, here in this holiday season as we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Um, first of all, AAA always known for talking about the busiest days. And it was interesting to me as we record this on Tuesday into Wednesday, there was a big push about how much travel there was this past weekend, the weekend traditionally before the week leading up. and. I wasn't too surprised by that because I know so many kids were at college. The ones that were having or able to have in-person classes were there to about this weekend. And then they were going to be going home and do the rest of their semester online. That seemed to be a big theme in those places that were were doing it, at least in person. So I, it doesn't surprise me that this past weekend was so busy, at least with air travel. I think the FAA had some of the most screenings it's had for a long time. So was that a trend that surprised you at AAA or were you seeing that? And is there any some guidance now as we go through the next several days? I think when you look at airport travel, particularly like the previous Friday and Saturday, and we saw all those scenes of crowded airports, we have to realize it's it's kind of relative because compared to a month ago, yes, it looked crowded. But compared to a year ago, air travel is still about half of what it was. Now, the real question is, does that mean everybody else is hitting the car and going to drive this holiday season? Or are a certain number of people just not going to go anywhere? for Thanksgiving. That is the real question. And, and you know, we've been seeing some trends of change in terms of weekly travel. And this was even before the pandemic, you know, that old saying, you know, Thursday is the new Friday. Many people were starting actually to telecommute more, extending their weekends from home uh, from Friday on. Um, so, you know, we've seen some of these trends. So it had changed a little bit what traditionally was some of those busiest travel times. And yeah, I think it's going to be hit or miss. But I think, like you said, Andy, I think we're going to see some regional travel. And, you know, obviously in a service related industry situation right now where there's going to be people that need meals and things like that, there are going to be a fair number of people working and traveling regionally on Thanksgiving Day. So I think there's going to be some pretty busy uh, traffic around some of these bigger cities here through this holiday weekend. That's a good point. And I think what we're seeing is that in the past like nine months, uh, travel has really become almost like the wait and see travel trend. You really wait until kind of the last minute and then you decide, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try and make this trip. Uh, and the trips uh, we've noticed have gotten shorter, the, the weekender trips versus the Great American Road Trip that people may have taken summers mm-hmm. past. But we always tell people, look, the decision to travel is definitely a personal one. So plan ahead, kind of look to where you're going, look at the, the health restrictions, because certainly the pandemic isn't taking a day off. So you really need to prepare yourself, prep your car, you know, make sure you've got hand sanitizer, a mask, plastic bags if you have to stop to get gas. So when you touch the, the gas pump, you can drive drop the bag at the gas station and get back in your car and go. All these little things just to sort of minimize the risk as much as possible. Right. And and that brings up a good point. I mean, for some, they really have not done any extensive traveling in their vehicles since March or April. So now we're seven, eight months. And I think to those who aren't necessarily the most mechanically minded, 
they may think that, oh, well, it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. But that's not necessarily the case. And that's going to be a big point when you wait till the last minute, maybe to try to get to go and have some issues with that, right? That's right. Just like you're preparing for a trip, you have to also prepare your car if you're going to be using it to go somewhere. One of the easiest things you can do is check your tires, because if you haven't done much driving or you haven't taken it for any kind of servicing, chances are your tires are probably low. So check the tire pressure, pop open the driver's side car door and look at the little sticker in the door jam. You know, check the weather if you're going to be driving and hope it's going to be raining. Make sure your wiper blades are in good shape. Make sure that you've got plenty of wiper fluid. It's all those little things just to kind of make sure that your car is going to get you where you need it to go. And then the other thing to plan for is remember, folks, uh, I think in a lot of areas uh, where the holiday meant scaled down service, there may be places where there's not much service at all. Remember, uh, some of these big chains have already announced they're they're closed Thanksgiving and into Black Friday. So, uh, you know, I think some things that we as Americans, Andy, have taken for granted over the years to be able to always find that 24-7 place or whatever, that may be a little different this year in 2020, right? Just like you want to have hand sanitizer in the car and a mask, pack some snacks <laughs> because you don't know what's what's going to be along the way. Plus, it also helps minimize the risk. You just eat as you go. But here's an important thing. Don't eat while you're driving. Pull off at a rest stop or a gas station or something and then eat. You don't want to have that distraction of trying to munch down some food while you're driving. Plus, it's good mentally to take that mental break if you're on a long car ride. Every couple of hours, pull off, stop, get out of the car, walk around a little bit. It yeah. will do you a world of good. It, it kind of helps really reset does. the brain. It really does. I, I've done a lot of long distance. And and even if you can split up, you know, force yourself to go 60 to 90 minutes and trade off. It actually, to me, sometimes makes the trip go faster in those kinds of things. Well, Andy, I'm really looking forward to, to like maybe touching base with you and AAA and the folks uh, after we go through this holiday little round. And then as we get ready for the two big winter holidays towards uh, the end of uh, December and see where we are, what we maybe have learned a little bit from uh, Thanksgiving and what we can apply to that and going into the, the winter two thirds of this uh, holiday season. So uh, appreciate the time today. And anything else you want to bring up before we uh, head off? Well, Dean, I just want to thank you. And I just want everyone to have a safe and healthy holiday season. And if they do decide to stay home, that's fine by me. <laughs> I understand. And folks, remember when we do get back to traveling uh, AAA, uh, I'm, uh, I can't tell you how many times that either having it myself or having a friend that had to save us a lot of uh, aggravation. And it's not just that, it's so many great services to help folks get where they need to go. We'll get back to it, right, Andy, someday, and we'll need you better than ever, right? Someday it'll be something as simple as calling AAA because you've been locked out of your car. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Have a good day. Thank you. You can head to the web at AAA.com, enter your zip code, and they'll tell you which is your local AAA club. And then you can go from there finding a specialist that can help you with all the services AAA has to offer. Thanks again to Andy Gross and the folks from AAA for spending time with us. We've got sports on the mind with my friend Tony Ortiz, the sports director at WWJ News Radio 950 in Detroit. That's coming up next on Everything Under the Sun. Listen to Weather Insider every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news with me, Bernie Reno, and Evan Myers. You'll get detailed insight into major weather events and learn the why behind the weather. Just subscribe to Weather Insider on your favorite podcast platforms today. 
Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun. I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore, your host. Again, we are in our final episode of this fall series, episode number 10. Next week, we will start and kick off the winter series with getting you ready, getting your house ready, the things that you need to do as winter looms. You know, here we are in uh, this final fall weekend as uh, we look at it here meteorologically in so many other ways. And really, as we've been saying, Thanksgiving such a celebration of fall. And one of the big parts of fall is football. And so Thanksgiving and football have gone hand in hand, especially on the pro side in Dallas and Detroit, where they've hosted pro football games for decades on Thanksgiving Day, I wanted to spend some time with a good friend of mine. He's the sports director and morning sports voice on WWJ News Radio 950, and I share time with him on the mornings there in Detroit in the mornings. Uh, Tony Ortiz joins me to talk about what's been an amazing stretch here sports-wise, where we're going from here, and what a strange situation it's going to be like in Detroit without the trimmings, all the trimmings of football and the Lions on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit. Well, my friend, it's good to talk to you. Normally, I'm on my way out towards Ann Arbor and yep. uh, make a little stop in Southfield and get to spend time with you and all the rest of my WWJ family as uh, make our way out to uh, the Michigan game. But that's not going to happen this year and uh, understandably so. But my goodness, Tony. I mean, well, let's start on the college side. I mean, obviously, you know that I'm probably reeling being <laughs> five. Never has happened in our history as, as Penn State football. I wasn't going to bring it up and rub well, it in. It's, it's fine. It's I mean, it's reality. This is we got to play. We got to be real. Right. Uh, <laughs> but the folks in Ann Arbor aren't necessarily real happy right now at uh, two and three. Right. No, they're not happy at all. And they've got a quarterback issue at this point, Dean. I mean, do they start Cade McNamara, who was so good against Rutgers, or do they go with the guy who won the job right out of fall camp, which is Joe Milton? So, yeah, two and three. Jim Harbaugh's not exactly winning fans over. And then, of course, Dean, you've got the yearly rumor that he's going back to the NFL. And you've got some people who are a little ticked off about that. They feel like he should be concentrating on Michigan and Michigan only, even though Jim Harbaugh will tell you, he has no interest in the NFL. His name, he doesn't know how his name keeps coming up in these rumors. Right. It just happens. Up a little farther north and west, up in Lansing, East Lansing. I mean, I think in Michigan State, they're the, you know, one week they look amazing, and the next thing they look uh, like uh, some of the other teams that have looked. Uh, it's just again, they're they're up and down, Jekyll and Hyde kind of stuff. Yeah, but you almost expected it with them, Dean, because this is the first year of their new head coach, Mel Tucker. He took over from Mark Antonio. So you knew he was going to have to start rebuilding that program. So you had a feeling that they would look like world beaters one week, and then they look like they've been beaten by the world the next week. And that's exactly what you've gotten from Michigan State. It's going to take about another year for that program to really settle down and get back to the level they were in the glory years under Mark Antonio. Yeah, we're talking to Tony Ortiz because when you think about Thanksgiving, I think you think about three things. You think about uh, travel to get places, and then we talked right. about that with AAA here just a bit ago. And now sports is another big part of Thanksgiving. We're talking uh, with Tony about that now, and then we'll talk about the weather because that usually plays into both issues. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just, Tony, before we go over into the pro side, because, you know, Thanksgiving and pro football synonymous in 
Motown in Detroit with the Lions always hosting a Thanksgiving game. But, you know, in this college football season, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think we get to a college football playoff at this point? Is it worth it at this point? I mean, every week we sit on pins and needles to figure out which games are going to actually get uh, postponed or, or go on. I mean, what, what what is your thought? You have a nice, I think, uh, overview more so than maybe me, who's maybe a little bit too involved emotionally. Right? Go ahead. <laughs> Look, I think we get to the playoff. There's no doubt in my mind we get to a playoff. Whether it actually gets played, different story. But at this point, we'll get to a playoff, Dean. But there's going to be a number of games that are going to be canceled along the way. The coronavirus is definitely wreaking havoc on college football, and it's already wreaking havoc on college basketball. Right. And they're already experiencing right. problems with that. So yeah. I think we get there, but it's going to be a couple of stumbles along the way. The SEC is having problems. The Big Ten is having problems, as we saw the last couple of weeks with Maryland. So eventually we will get to a football playoff. We will get to what the people want. But for right now, we're going to have to deal with the coronavirus and we're going to have to be adaptable as football fans to knowing one week our team will be playing the next week. Maybe not. And interesting in Michigan, they have gone through a high school football season. They got to where were you? The regional finals? It was the that regional league? finals. Regional yeah, final roughly, week. So r- roughly they had three weeks to go, Dean, before they were actually going to wrap it up with the championship game. So they were on target to finish on time before the state got basically relocked down until December 8th. Right. So now they have imposed a three week pause and, and I kind of messaged Tony Sam, oh my, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I know in with college athletes, you know, a pause and I've seen them, you know, some of these college sports kind of go over two semesters. So they have a, some of these sports have a four, six week break in the middle there around the holiday. And I've seen some teams leave and then come back in a different state because they haven't mm-hmm. been disciplined. I can only imagine after three weeks where a, co- a high school kid is, who's even less maybe invested in some ways in that. That's going to be an interesting situation. Well, here's the thing, Dean. I think teams are going to have informal workouts. And I know they're really against the rules here in Michigan, but I imagine there's some informal workouts where four or six players are gathering on their own and trying to keep in football shape. Look, this actually helps some teams that might have been nicked up and banged up going into the regional finals. Now they can get healthy again. I think this works out in the end for Michigan with an asterisk. And here's the asterisk. Okay. If this lockdown gets pushed further, right. if it goes beyond December 8th, then I think you've got to really sit down. If you're the Michigan High School Athletic Association, then you've got to sit down and say, look, if we're out for a month or a month and a half, is it worth it to have a championship? But if everything comes back December 8th, they have a plan in place where they'll wrap up the high school playoffs by the 29th. I think they can do it. But again, anything longer than December 8th, you've really got to have that conversation about keeping it going. I've been uh, blessed to be a part of the WWJ morning team probably about 10 years now when I took over for Dr. Joe. And uh, Tony has been a member of that team for 12 and at that, that station group for 20. Tony was the sideline reporter on uh, the Detroit Lions football broadcast for uh, what a, do- a ten and a half, a ten and a half, fifteen years, right? Fifteen uh, years, yep. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's where I got the gray. That's where I between WWJ and the Lions. That's where <laughs> I got all the gray hair from. <laughs> all right, so Tony Ortiz knows Detroit. He knows the Lions. He knows the vibe. I mean, you know, I think over the last 10, 15 years, Thanksgiving <laughs> has kind of uh, in terms of the media has kind of uh, descended mostly on New York City. But I remember growing up. I mean, I grew up in Lancaster near Philly. So Philly had Gimbel's, which was the big department store. You know, Macy's in New York. 
What was right? I, what was the department store in Detroit that sponsored Hudson's? The Hudson's was the okay. Hudson's. So, so now remember back when we were younger. I mean, we saw all of those parades. It was not sure. just New York. Well, NBC was, but the other ones they was they. So uh, then the amazing parade that you guys had in Detroit culminated at. Um, and you help me with where uh, the Lions played before Ford Field. Uh, the Silver Dome. Okay, yeah. Oh, God. But the parade ended up in Hudson's, right, right there. Right, right. Okay, Hudson's. right. So, yeah. but then when the Silver Dome was built, uh, then they went yeah. up to and played. But look, Thanksgiving, that's a clunky way of saying Thanksgiving football <laughs> and the Detroit Lions and Detroit go hand in hand. And right. I mean, no matter what the weather, because it can be pretty bad in Detroit. Yeah. Thanksgiving. I mean, people were outside uh, tailgating and being excited. So it was just, it's part of your DNA pro football sure. on Thanksgiving. What's it going to, what's it going to be like in this 2020 situation, Tony? It's, it's going to be really strange, Dean, because fans are so used to tailgating and then going into watching the game and then going home and having their Thanksgiving dinner. That's not going to happen this year. There's going to be no fans in Ford field because of the lockdown. And no tailgating, none of that. So I think fans are going to feel a bit of a withdrawal because the parade's not the parade's going to be virtual as well. Right, right. So no parade technically with fans in attendance, no game with fans in attendance. So I think it's a little off-putting for fans. I think it's a little off-putting for the city. People are kind of, I don't know how to celebrate Thanksgiving without the football and the parade and all of that. Look, they'll watch on television, Dean. Yeah. But for the most part, it'll be a bit strange. People are going to be kind of divorced from the Lions and from football this year. Although there's a group of Lions fans, as you well know, mm -hmm. that are kind of happy that there's going to be nobody right. in Ford Field and right. that people really are going to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's been super strange for me. And um, you should check out a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with both uh, Carl Grapentine, my counterpart, mm -hmm. over the big house. And uh, then uh, down to the south, there's that little team. And I talked to Mr. Kennedy from uh, Ohio Stadium and that uh, team down south. So um, <laughs> uh, we had a nice little chat and it's just been awfully awkward although as i watched the replay of our game with iowa this past saturday i mean when you didn't focus on anything but the field and the, you know yeah. the, what we were doing and the prompts and stuff it sounded like the band was there i mean we even mm -hmm. have it down where the crowd's supposed to go penn state after i say first down and we had that kind of going and you know it for a second there it kind of gets you fooled but i don't know it's, i i i can't i don't know how much longer i can do that Tony, I, and with sports is real to me. It has to be real. It has to, every I, part of it has to be real to me, right? I, and I agree with you, Dean. And here's the thing. When they started doing it in the beginning with the crowd noise that they piped into the TV broadcast, it was just this hum. And it didn't go up. It didn't go down. There was no modulation. You know, when there are crowds in the stands, when something happens, that crowd is up, that crowd goes down. Right. You yep. can feel the wave of emotion. And yep. you just didn't do that. Sometimes it's a little louder with the home team or a lot louder. Sure. And But even on an away, you know, if an away team, like I've been in Michigan Stadium where Penn State has done something, and up from the mm -hmm. corner, you hear that little roar. I mean, it's not very loud, but you hear it. <laughs> and that's what was missing with the broadcast. That's what's missing without the fans. You just don't get that wave of emotion. There have been some NFL games that I've seen with the Lions, like last week in Carolina, where they actually had about 10,000 fans in the stands and yeah. you can feel a little bit of that emotion and the Panthers kind of took advantage of that. But if you're the Lions and you don't have fans in the stands, it can sometimes be really dead and you have to generate your own emotion. And sometimes 
I think the Lions have struggled to do that. Well, uh, put on your crystal ball one more time, and, and you already sure. alluded to this. Uh, we're, we're, we're already hurting in terms of some of the situations, uh, some some of the college pro- uh, basketball programs already shutting down because of positivity and COVID and situations. So, I mean, uh, I know, you know, every time with COVID now, it seems like it's the old stick and carrot thing. You know, we get a little <laughs> carrot of a date or a thought, and then it gets yanked out, and then we've got to keep going. So, I mean, I know January into May could be really busy for the college sports season, or are we going to still be kind of lagging? What's your thoughts here about the spring side of these things? I think we'll be fine in the spring, Dean. I really do. I think once the vaccine gets out there, and I think once people get out of their houses, once the weather warms up, because a lot of people are now starting because of the cold weather, as you know, are going to be more indoor people. And that's where things are going to get tricky. I think once people get out, once the vaccine is out there, I think things I don't know if normal is the right word, but I think things will get back to a certain type of normalcy. How's that? I don't think I, I it's think, going I, to be I, I what I think we you're have. right. I think we all need confidence in things, you know, confidence that the information that we're getting is correct. Confidence mm-hmm. that we believe what they're telling us about. Right. Many of us have dealt with a virus for decades and many of us have dealt with things for decades that we have an understanding that there's also different ways to attack this, not only with a with a vaccine, but there's also maybe some prophylactic situations in terms of preventing people from getting right. it, too. So, I mean, there's all kinds of things. And I think you're right. I think the more uh, we get the right information out there and the more we know, people will get more confident because people want this, Tony. I, I know Correct. you feel it and you hear it every day. It's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get back to especially this part because sports you want to the diversion you want it, sports yep. is to be a diversion not really subject to the rest of our foils and tribulations in life and dean here's the scary thing we haven't heard from the nhl yet they're eventually going to return the nba plans to come back december 22nd maybe to empty arenas maybe to a bubble we don't know yet so those sports are going to get going and then the real carrot at the end of the stick is baseball They're supposed to come back and play a full 162-game schedule in April. But again, the virus could have the final say on whether we do get a full baseball season or whether we get another abbreviated season like the one we just went. Tony, always a pleasure to spend time with you. Uh, Hopefully this time next year we get to do a little uh, visit in person as I make my way out to one of those places out west. Dean, always good to talk to you. And hopefully next year when we get together, Penn State won't be 0-5. I appreciate that remark (laughs) as well. Thank you, my brother. I get one in, you know. I know, you're allowed. It's all good. When we come back to everything under the sun, we're going to talk about the weather and family. I've got two of my AccuWeather family ready to go. At least I hope both of them. I know Joe Lundberg's able to join us. We hope that Heather Zare can as well. We'll talk to them next after this on Everything Under the Sun. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. And welcome back to Everything Under the Sun as we get ready for Thanksgiving. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Dean DeVore. And uh, so we already talked about uh, two things that I associate, and I'm sure most people associate with a normal Thanksgiving. That would be travel with our friends at AAA. Tony Ortiz, the sports director at WWJ, just joined me to talk about sports, especially uh, how weird it is going to be for Thanksgiving and football in Detroit without really any 
fans at the Lions game here on Thursday. And the other thing, you know, weather and family certainly obviously are a big thing about Thanksgiving. I think because, you know, it's kind of at the end of the fall, there's sometimes an opportunity if the weather's nice to get outside and do some fun things, maybe play a little flag football with the family. Uh, Obviously with travel in everyone's minds on a normal Thanksgiving, we're always concerned about getting to grandma's house back and forth, but it's not normal here this year in terms of maybe the broad travel that we've normally seen uh, in other Thanksgivings. There will be some people driving about. There's just no doubt about it here over the next several days. So we did want to talk a little bit about the weather, and I wanted to bring some members of my AccuWeather family in. The first guy I've known, let's see, I think now if I count right, which makes me old, 36 years since my very first fall arriving on the campus here in Happy Valley at Penn State University through a mutual friend named Art Samuel, who was a grad student in meteorology at the time, I met this man, Joe Lundberg, who was also a grad student in meteorology at Penn State. And so we got to be friends back then, and we've gotten to uh, be even closer friends working s- closely together here. And our other compatriot, uh, we were trying to get Heather Zare to join us. And in this crazy time, uh, something came up and Heather couldn't be with us. She may try to pop in here as we record this here midday Wednesday. Joe, it's great to talk to you. I've been wanting to have you on Everything Under the Sun uh, for this very purpose to talk about about the weather and kind of share some things. I know, you know, as we've shared things over the years, family's been extremely important to the two of us. And I know some people are struggling this time of year to make the best of this time. Um, and we're looking at uh, trying to do that weather-wise. Fortunately, it looks like a lot of the country, with the exception of the eastern seaboard, is going to have some pretty decent weather for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's not going to be all that stormy. I mean, really, for those who have been doing the traveling on Wednesday, the biggest headache has been the the storm system coming out of the plains that's aiming for the Great Lakes uh, with some pretty strong thunderstorms uh, late Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, heading through Texas and Arkansas. But as the system goes east for Thanksgiving Day, you're right. Yeah, it's the eastern seaboard that'll get some of the rain, but it won't be severe weather that they're dealing with, just rain and drizzle and overall some mildness. And on the back side of it, there's no snow. So that you won't have to worry about in terms of a travel headache if you're doing some traveling on the holiday itself. Yeah, there sometimes when you get that kind of system that comes up, then, then there's a second piece of energy that kind of we call it the bowling ball t- sometimes that kind of wraps around and then brings cold and snowy situations into that. That's not what is happening here. But, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there is a situation as you're listening to this over the weekend for folks, especially in the upper Great Lakes. I think you're going to want to stay tuned to AccuWeather, your app, AccuWeather.com, and the latest information about a potential big system, rain along the eastern seaboard. But the upper Great Lakes, there could be some snow, right, Joe? Yeah, there could. I mean, all the things are coming together for one blockbuster of a storm Sunday night and Monday that would probably have lingering lingering effects into Tuesday, if not Wednesday. And the Great Lakes would probably be the place that would be at the highest risk for snow and strong winds. Depends on how far west the storm gets. I mean, obviously, we're recording this on a Wednesday. We're talking about a system early next week. So there's still some variance as to the exact track. But it looks to be a very, very powerful storm system, one that will have a lot of moisture with it, one that will have a tremendous amount of wind and enough colder that there will be snow on its north and west flank and maybe even on its southwest side at some point. Uh, So where that sets up will determine who's going to be 
cashing in on some early winter weather in the eastern half of the country. Yeah, I would think if I'm in the Chicagoland area, I would keep attention to WBBM yep. and B, uh, and uh, WWJ in Detroit. I think those are the two areas I'd be most concerned about, the biggest metropolitan areas that could have some problems. And then, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to have, I think, a lot of people taking a big pause they get to somewhere and then take a pretty big pause till they kind of get back into some sense of normalcy early next week. And even though we're talking about snow in the upper Great Lakes, we're also turning uh, re- talking about returning early next week to some heavy rain from that same system along the eastern seaboard itself. So not snowy, but no picnic as you go all the way up the 95 corridor, possibly Monday into Tuesday. No, it looks like a wind driven warm rain coming up the eastern seaboard, some embedded thunderstorms um, east of the Appalachians. You've already had enough rain during the course of 2020. So this will probably be on on top of it and lead to some flooding issues. But you get from the Appalachians westward, the rainfall amounts have been much, much less during the course of the summer and early fall season. So this would be considered, I think, a beneficial storm from that regard, from much needed rain to get into the aquifers and to get into the ground before any potential ground freezes and things of that nature. All right. Well, look at this. I, You know, sometimes a plan comes together. Heather, is that you? Did you kind of get into the conversation here? That's me. I'm sneaking in. <laughs> All right. Welcome, Heather. See, Thank I, you. We, I, I, I even said this up front in the show that we were going to try to get Heather into the, the mix here uh, and talking about family. Uh, I'm so glad that the three of us, I mean, it's like the three amigos sometimes in, in the morning <laughs> when we uh, get together and talk about things. Um, you know, I know both of you uh, now. Now, Joe's kids are on the older side. Heather still has some uh, teenagers in the house as uh, we get ready for Thanksgiving. And, you know, I think family's important. And, you know, no matter what, folks, I I think the best thing that we've been able to do here as this, uh, it's been a strange week, a lot of travel this past weekend. Certainly, I think uh, we're going to see travel, whether it's encouraged or not, this uh, coming week into the weekend. And and I know that everybody's going to find their own way to get through this time. But I think family's important. Heather, uh, some things that you folks in the Zare household are planning in your uh, small gathering situations here in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we're just kind of doing it uh, on our own here. And we, uh, we have been needing to quarantine. So we're staying well away from people through this holiday season. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, nonetheless, we're gonna we're gonna try to find ways to you know uh, phone calls, uh, FaceTime, video chats, all that kind of thing with family as we as we go through the holiday. Yeah, we're uh, fortunate here. Uh, we were planning to go to Puerto Rico for uh, for Christmas, and it looks like we're gonna postpone that. Now, uh, one of Joelle's nieces is here. Uh, she won't, goes to school just down the road from us in State College at Juniata College in Huntington, so she's here for a few days. We're gonna have our Thanksgiving here as we drop this on Wednesday evening with her uh, and a turkey. Uh, no, she's not the turkey. Uh, <laughs> we're having a turkey tonight with <laughs> they her. You better be clear on that. Right. Yes. <laughs> and then she gets to fly back to nice, sunny, warm weather in Puerto Rico tomorrow. So I guess I'm a little jealous and envious of that, as I know Joe Lundberg is, because if uh, he could get a climate and get into it for all eternity, it probably would be 
Puerto Rico, right? You like it warm and uh, warm and sticky, don't you? War, warm and on the humid side is, is my kind of weather. The older I get, the more I like that. And the more I understand now why the older folks would move farther south. I never understood that when I was right. growing up and in my early adulthood. <laughs> and now I understand, you know, it's a lot easier to wake up and move about, you know, when the bones are just feeling kind of cold and tired and achy. You can move about a little bit more easily when, when it's warm and, and, and humid. You Talking can keep your humidity. I'm going to head to the southwest where it's a dry Dry. Heat. You want the dry heat? That, that's fine with me. We're talking with Heather Zare and Joe Lumberg. Just just real quick, just, just think about, you know, the years that the three of us have been doing this. And it's just been hard for me to talk about things because I'm so used in program. I'm, I've been programmed to look at, is it going to be windy tomorrow morning in New York City because of the balloons? Uh, it's sure. Thanksgiving, right? I've worked every Thanksgiving in, on 1010 Winds for, I think, about 10, 12 years now. I mean, that's just something I inherently I'm thinking about, but I don't have to think about that. Has it been strange, uh, Heather, start with you and then Joe, about the, this approach here for Thanksgiving and the holidays in terms of talking about it and the weather? Yeah, it's definitely been different because one of the main focuses and things that I'm talking about when I'm on the air is, of course, travel weather. And with restrictions on travel and things like that, we're trying not to, you know, push that too much. So certainly we're going to talk about the weather, but it's not the same kind of highlight that it would be in most years, especially for Wednesday. And then there's the idea of alternative gatherings, uh, not just people gathering early, for example, like what you're doing, but also people who are perhaps celebrating outside, gathering right. for a, a picnic or a barbecue or doing something a little different like that. And that definitely has been, uh, it's kind of put a little more focus on the outdoor weather for Thanksgiving than what it would otherwise be. Joe, some thoughts? Um, I can't really add too much onto what Heather was thinking. You know, I've I've not taken too much of a different approach. I mean, my, my focus is still, you know, what's the weather going to be? Right. You know, how's it going to affect you if you're doing any kind of traveling or outdoor door activities, you know, whether it's trying to be able to, uh, you know, cook outside or eat outside, or if you're driving, you know, 30 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles, whatever, um, or, and then as you look forward after Thanksgiving, I mean, there's still some people that are going to be out going to do some shopping, you know, socially distance as best as they can and things of that nature, you know, so how's the weather going to affect them or, you know, just wanting to, you know, since a lot of people will have a four day weekend, mm -hmm. you know, being able to get outside and do something, whether right. it's, you know, putting up some uh, Christmas decorations or right. cleaning up the yard or whatever. Although as I, you know, as so I'm I still looking at those things, you know, from that standpoint. Although as I look at Twitter and Instagram and all those, I think uh, half the world's put up their Christmas decorations already. I think they've been wanting to, to rush into the season a little bit, but that's understandable. Yeah. So uh, definitely you want to stick uh, close to your AccuWeather.com app and your AccuWeather.com stories with all this uh, situation. Again, a wet day on Thanksgiving, Eastern Seaboard, pretty quiet weekend overall, maybe some rain and rumbles down along the Gulf Coast, uh, but nice mild weather northeast and up into the Great Lakes, a little chillier out west, and we'll keep an eye on that big storm as we head into the beginning of next week. Again, I'll say it, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you two. I'm uh, happy that you're part of my morning family at AccuWeather and uh, look forward to sharing uh, weather stories and all kinds of uh, situations with you two, Joe Lundberg and Heather Zier. Thanks for being with me here on Everything Under the Sun. 
Yeah, let me just Thanks. add one other thing here. Just yes, to, you know, I really want to you know make sure that people are are fully aware. This system that's coming to play this weekend, it develops in the deep south in Texas mm-hmm. and then moves eastward across the lower Mississippi Valley. It's a game changer. We've not seen a storm like this with far-reaching impacts for a lot of people. This will affect you know millions of people by the time it's all said and done early next week, and it's going to go you know across the south and up the eastern seaboard. A lot of rain with it. Some severe weather potential for flooding. A lot of wind, maybe some power outages with it. And yes, there is the threat of some snow, especially across, as you pointed out earlier, you know, the upper Great Lakes and maybe a, a, a fraction of the Midwest. Pulling Good. out those nasty four-letter words, Joe. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, well, and it's been funny because on the, some of the radio broadcasts, you know, you give that little happy thing because, uh, you know, some of these anchors, they don't work weekends like we do. Uh, so we're saying happy <laughs> Thanksgiving to them. And I said, by the way, when we check back in early next week, we may be snowy. So just just think about that. Yeah, while you're yep, I've been doing the same thing and I've been telling my friends I'm saying, I'm going to make the most of this over the next few days because the weather next week is going to go south. So however you're spending this extended holiday time, uh, some of you I know have to work. I'll be on the airwaves as we go into the weekend as well. And uh, many of you will be getting some uh, downtime to spend with uh, close friends and family. Whatever you do, please weatherproof that time, especially with the rain expected on Thursday and then this looming storm situation for the early part of next week. You can do that by keeping up to date on your newly improved and always updated AccuWeather.com app and our AccuWeather.com site with all kinds of stories to keep you up to date. Our AccuWeather radio, television, and other media partners will help us as well. And uh, you help us every day. Uh, We do what we do for you. And I am so thankful that I can work with folks like, as you just heard, uh, close friends and family here at AccuWeather like Joe and Heather and then the hundreds of other AccuWeather team members who work so hard. Thankful for them and thankful for you, those who have listened and make everything under the sun as part of your routine. We're going to check in next week as we begin the winter season. We're going to get your house ready for some of the things that you need to do as winter looms. We're going to feel a little bit of that at times here probably early next week. So right on time with the start of our winter series next week on Everything Under the Sun. For our amazing executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, and all of us here at AccuWeather, I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore. Have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving. And we'll talk to you next week on Everything Under the Sun. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 